Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah. Dear brothers and sisters, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And welcome to the Elmfeed podcast. Today I have a guest with me who is one of your favorites. I know it's one of your favorites because uh, alhamdulillah, one of our most, if not the most popular interview we've had on the Elmfeed podcast has been with her. All the way from America, I have with me Dr. Haifa Yunus. Salamu alaikum, Dr. Haifa. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Kaifa haluki ya Fatima. So good to see you. Jazakillahu khair. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward everything you do, you and Brother Rafiq for the ilm feed. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lift this ghumma, this test from the whole. Mm from the whole nation, from the whole earth. Ya Rabbi, I mean, so good to be with you again. Yeah, you too. I'm so excited. It's been like over a year. Mm-hmm. We were we were in the studio, weren't we? Yes. SubhanAllah. Actually, it's been, it was before the pandemic. Exactly before. It was my last trip uh, outside the United States. It was January. Oh my goodness. Yeah, January 2020. Uh-huh. SubhanAllah. Yeah. And then March 2020, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested us subhanallah subhanallah and now uh, since then we've been doing these online you know <laughs> so um, in some ways it's been uh, we miss the studio you know yes. uh, being able to meet people face to face but at the same time there's been some blessing in it in that we can have guests who we wouldn't usually you know be able True. to have unless they came all the way to the UK yes. so Subhanallah, Dr. Haifa, I don't know if you know, of course, you must have noticed that you, the messages that you gave um, in the last podcast uh, about the Quran, about Hifth, all the encouragement you gave, we were overwhelmed with the number of brothers and sisters who contacted us and mm-hmm. said that it made them set a new intention, you know, for memorizing Quran. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the great things about Ilmfeed uh, viewers and listeners is that they love the Quran and they love they love anyone who will connect them to the Quran isn't that correct brothers and sisters I'm sure bro- our brothers and sisters are, uh, are are nodding with me right now um but Dr. Haifa we need your wisdom again you know yeah. subhanallah where I don't know where to start really um because well, first of all, I'd really love to hear, uh, because I haven't heard from you, what have been your reflections about the pandemic and about this unprecedented time in our, I would say, maybe this in this whole century or in the last hundred years, you know? True. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa ala alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. I live in life and I would love to share this word with everybody and I was taught this that everything come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is khair everything come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is khair mm-hmm. it's good we all have to start this is the starting point the starting yes. point is not why the starting point is not why what did I do or what did they do or this is a punishment or this is not a punishment this is not how we should be this is not how the relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be. 
the relationship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you know this very well, Ya Fatima, is the relationship of a abd with a master. Ya ibadi, that's yes. how Allah called us. We are his servants. And the servant, and let alone with a human being, what about Allah and the exalted, should never, ever question, question the master. And this is human beings. Mm -hmm. How about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Number one. Number two, Allah taught us through his names. And this is where, if anything, we need to learn and live in these difficult times that went, or Allah knows what is coming, that we need to learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The hikmah, the wisdom, when I say Allah al-Hakim, I have to mean it. Otherwise, I am a claimer. When I say Allah al-Hakim, and Allah repeatedly in the Quran, you know that, ya Fatima. Al-Alim al-Hakim, al-Aziz al-Hakim, al-Hakim al-Alim. Why? When he said, Ana, Allah, I am the Hakim, meaning everything he does and does not do, allow and does not allow, decree and delay or and delay is for mm -hmm. wisdom. Where I and you come in, yes. I'm a human being, I'm a servant, what do I know? Yes. What? So that's how we first start. How do I deal with this? Any test, whether it is a global, whether it's a local, whether it's in my home, work, me as a person. Number one, everything come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is khair. It's absolutely beautiful. And I have to train yes. myself. It's not easy. It's not easy, but it is absolutely beautiful. If I can, another word I will say, it will make you live in a completely different way. If this is like you, uh, let's, let's give a parable from human beings. And when you know somebody really care about you and somebody really loves you and you have no doubt, and that person says something that you don't like, your immediate response, he didn't mean it or she didn't mean it. I'm sure there is a good in it. That's a human being. What about my creator? So that's number one, mm. what I learned. Number two, and I hope what I learned, I'm not going to say about anyone, stays with me because that's the whole idea of a test. I change. My relationship with my creator change. Number two, mm -hmm. how weak, how insignificant I am, how no control I have because Allah blessed us with a lot of technology and changes rapid that made us human beings feel we are in control. Mm -hmm. And I always remind myself this, especially everybody, almost everyone drive or have been in a car and you go into the car and what is the car these days? You have right? It's all about buttons. You press this, you don't press this, you do that, you do this. So I think I'm in control. And Allah taught yes. me the hard way that an insignificant creature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I cannot see and I didn't know what it is changed completely my life. I will use this word, controlled my life. Control wow, how I yes. live, when I leave, what, when do I stay at home? What should I do? What do I wear? Right? So yes. that's number three. number three. So number one, there's a wisdom. Allah is al-hakim. Mm -hmm. Two, yes. I am insignificant. Three, no one will change it unless he allows it. Don't we ever think it's because we are very smart and we have the vaccine, and we found out this treatment and that treatment. Mm. He allowed it. And he allowed it after a while. You always ask, why not after a month we could find this technology? 
Why after three months? Why the vaccine didn't come till December? The mm. answer immediately, Allah. Allah is Al-Hakim. He yes. does things in the right time in his wisdom. This is number three. Number four, after I learned all this, and this what should have been, I don't know if it happened yet, Ya Fatima. Did I change? And I'm going to always speak about myself. I'm not going to speak about anyone. Did I change? Am I closer to Allah? Am I less disobedient to Allah? Am I less focused on me and myself and family and money and wealth? Am I more connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Yani, I, I said this to myself. What else he would do? He took Mecca, Medina, Hajj, Umrah, Masajid from us in a second. So what did we do? Did yes. we change? Are we better? Are we better? Mm. I think that's more so, than uh, enough. If, if we have absolutely. these five and we reflect on these five, and in case we are not yet, Alhamdulillah, there's still time. And Allah accepted. There's still time. Jazakallah khairan for, for your reflections and your advice. I think you're, you're so right. I hope our brothers and sisters listening have written those points down and... You know, one thing I like to do is get a journal and write questions like that down and then ask myself, you know, and honestly answer and reflect, where am I, you know, with regards to these questions? I hope our brothers and sisters will write those down and do some reflection. And inshallah, I will as well. Jazakillah khairan, Dr. Haifa. Dr. Haifa, another area that we would love to... Uh, glean your wisdom in and you know the situation is always changing rapidly so it's hard to keep up you know uh, but I think in all of our hearts and minds at the moment is Masjid al-Aqsa sure. is are the people of Palestine um, and you know once in a while it comes back into the news there's some kind of provocation there's some kind of fitna and of course, for them, it's an ongoing struggle. For us, we just hear about it sometimes. Dr. Hafer, it can be very emotional for us, you know, like watching and seeing our brothers and sisters uh, being hurt, being treated in such an inhumane and brutal way, you know. I mean, it really, subhanAllah, you know, my, my husband saw me crying one day uh, when I was looking at just reading and looking at what was going on. And and he said, this is, he said, you know, this crying that we're seeing, people people are just openly crying, openly being so like um, affected. This is a sign of Iman. You know, it reminds us that we are alive, actually, that we care about our brothers and sisters all the way on the other side of the earth. Maybe we are from a different ethnicity. We are from a different cultural background we've got nothing in common except that we are believers um subhanallah those are just some of the things that i've been thinking about um dr hafer please tell us you know especially for the for the younger generation why is masjid al-aqsa so important and what are your reflections about how we as muslims should be processing this because uh, dr Hiva, sorry just to elaborate a little bit more 
of course, I've had guests and I have people who I talk to and we talk on a political level, you know, we can talk about what activism we can do, this and that. But what about on a spiritual level, you know, what is it? How should we be processing this for a lot of brothers and sisters? I think it's like, subhanAllah, yani, um, when will the mercy of Allah come? You know, oh. they might be thinking like this. Exactly. You know, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's appropriate to say this. You know. That's why but... I jumped here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, Jazakallahu khair. This is true. This is true. Actually, Sayyidina um, before Sayyidina Umar, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said in the Quran, in Surah Al-Baqarah, we just left Ramadan, so we, inshallah, we are still connected to the Quran. Am hasibtum an tadkhul jannah do you think you will enter Jannah? And you will not be tested. This is to Rasul Like the people before you. They were tested with with difficulties, with diseases, with affliction, things you don't like. They were shaken. The earth under them was shaken, but they were eternally shaken. And then what, what's, what's the word I want to say it now? They reached a point, a rasul, and and the, the believers around him, who are they? The caliber of Sayyidina Abu Bakr and Sayyidina Umar. When is the victory of Allah's coming? So don't feel this question is... I would say inappropriate, mm. right? But what I need, as I'm asking this question, I need to know the answer because Allah immediately answered. What did he say? Allah, inna nasrallahi qareeb. Verily, the victory of Allah is close. Now you're going to tell me, what's close? It's been going on for 50 years more than that now. It's actually 70. And I'm going to say, inda rabbika One day, that we count is 1,000 in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One day, I'm sorry, in Allah's counting is 1,000 what we count. That's why whenever we go through difficulty in general, let alone what we have been seeing, mm. starting point is where I started the first thing. Don't forget that the one who controls is Allah. The one who changes Allah and the one who allows is Allah. That's the start point. Now, why Masjid al-Aqsa? My answer is, how can I not feel about the Masjid Al-Aqsa? It's not about Palestine. It's not about Palestinians. It's not about Arabs. It's Muslims. It's all of us. Mm -hmm. Enough to me. Enough to me. Subhanalladhi asra bi'abdihi laylan. Min al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. Min al-Masjid Al-Harami. Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. Al-Ladhi barakna hawla. Allah started mm -hmm. chapter 15. Surah Al-Isra with this verse. Glory him who has Asra, the night journey of his servant from Masjid al-Haram, from the Masjid al-Haram, the holy mosque, Mecca, ila al-Masjid al-Aqsa, the name is in the Quran. Yes. Specifically, this is not a matter, again, I, we, extremely important for all of us Muslims to learn this. It's not about Palestinians and Arabs and uh, Jews. It's me, it's my, it's my, it's my religion. It's, yes. it's my mosque. It's like Medina, it's like Mecca. I, of course I will cry. Of course I feel it. 
Otherwise, honestly, and this is a beautiful word you said, Ya Fatima. Yes, my heart is alive. And my Iman is there when I feel sad. Ya Rabbi. And sometimes in my dua, I say, Ya Allah, it's your mosque. You know, because you feel so hopeless. And you not hopeless, yeah. helpless. Helpless. What can I do? One person. And that's when I beg to Allah, I said, Ya Rabbi, it is yours. It's the most, one of the most sacred, the beautiful sacred legs and foot of Rasulullah was there. And you chose that place from all your earth and all your creation. You chose that place for him to ascend to you. He did not make him ascend from Mecca. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. He didn't yes. made him ascend from Medina. Why? The hikmah, back to Al-Hakim. So absolutely, Masjid Al-Aqsa is something absolutely important for us. Muslims, as if, I don't know if you've been blessed to visit Jerusalem, Ya Fatima. Yes. I have. It's an amazing city. La ilaha yeah. illallah. Yani, there is a road, a narrow one that leads you to a Masjid Al-Aqsa. It's called Tariqul Alam, the path of pain. That's where Sayyidina yes. Isa walked. Mm. When I was walking, I was like, wow. You know the feeling that it could be Sayyidina Isa's foot was there. You read it in Arabic and English mm -hmm. and Hebrew. It says Tariqul Alam. You probably can find yes. the picture yes. online. It's a very holy city. It's, a, it's not a Jews. It's not a Christian. It's a non-Muslim. It is all religion. But for us Muslims, all the roads, if you paid attention, all the roads and the gates end into the masjid. Yes. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's, it's like um, it's like stepping back in time, isn't it? When you go yeah. into the actual old city, yes. um, you literally feel like I, I can imagine the prophets here. You know, like, I can imagine them, uh, and you know, it, it really is like stepping back. Absolutely, the cobblestones, everything is unchanged. Yes, human mm -hmm. beings, technology. Alhamdulillah, they didn't get there. Mm. So yes, as Muslims, young and old, Al Masjid Al Aqsa is part of my religion. It's not a different opinion. Uh, it's this school of thought, that school of thought. No, no, no. This is one of the basics. The it was our first Qibla as well, right? Uh, first Qibla. Exactly. exactly. Yes. Right? We see that you are mm -hmm. looking for a Qibla. Meaning, where was they praying before that? They were praying to Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. Masjid Al-Qiblatayn. Mm -hmm. If you go to Medina, and alhamdulillah, I'm sure a lot of the viewers that are listening to us, you visited it. What is this mosque of two qiblas? That's when yes. they were praying to Al-Aqsa, and Al then the of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came, and they moved to uh, Mecca. So we as Muslims, I, I don't look at it as a political issue, as an yes, Arab yes. issue, as a Palestinian. I look at it, it's my, it's my deen. I have to have this awe toward the Masjid Al-Aqsa when I enter. And when you enter and you see all these gates and all these unfortunate things, of course you bleed, your heart bleed. But as your heart bleed, you also have to remember, Mata Nasrullah, And that's actually what the Palestinians believe in. I've talked to many when I visited. I prayed mm -hmm. uh, Ramadan, Taraweeh there. With the, with the guards putting the with, with their uh, rifles and I was you know we are not used to these things and at, in between I was talking to one of the ladies next to me I was like how can you focus in your salah and she said oh 
يعني literally as no problem no problem so absolutely it's very important for us we have to feed it we have to honor it and we never belittle it and we never make it small that it is one country or one nation or one uh, a part of the world issue it's a muslim yes. issue yes and do you know why it's so important dr dr haif i'm so glad you're really emphasizing the islamicness of it because some people they think of course like in order to create a consensus and we want global support they say you know it's a humanitarian issue it's a humanitarian issue of course we want all human beings to to see that there's an injustice being done and we want the help okay we want them to support us but at the end of the day the only bond the only bond that is going to be thicker than anything any other bond is the bond of brotherhood and the bond of islam because subhanallah who is going to give their life up for masjid al-aqsa you know who is going to give their life up for their own brothers and sisters in islam except the fellow muslims right all the other all the other bonds whether it's arab or human rights humanism blah 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 whatever it is right we can see with our own eyes that those bonds are breaking down nowadays right now even the arabs they're breaking up into different countries they're caring more about you know i'm an egyptian i'm an emirati if i can interject here yes i, I may a little bit disagree with you fatim is that okay, okay. okay. yes of course is that? because you made the point but we need to clarify it the okay. starting yep. point the starting point is that it's a muslim issue yes but there is a lot of injustice in it Yes. And me as a Muslim, I need to defend injustice wherever it is. And I call mm -hmm. people to defend injustice. So, yes, I need, I will have to ask anyone, Jews, Christians, non-Muslims, that this is an injustice. If it happens to me today, it may happen to you tomorrow. And we yes. as a humanity, as a humanity, we need to defend injustice. Having said that, I don't wait as a Muslim for others to act. That's where you come in. Yes. I need to be the one who take the initiative, defend the initiative, and, and call the others. If they come mm -hmm. and help me, if they didn't, Allah has a reason. I continue me. But it's absolutely, it's a global, because it's a global injustice. It's yes, some part of it is exactly what everyone is talking about today, is the apartheid of South Africa. Yes. A huge injustice. Everyone defended it. So we mm. as Muslims, we need to take the initiative in two things. Now, number one, as you mentioned beautifully, know what is a Masjid al-Aqsa for us as Muslims. And the land. The land is not only the Masjid al-Aqsa. If you go to, to Masjid Umar, right? You've been mm -hmm. there, right? Across from the church of holy exactly no. that's very holy for the christians across from it it's very holy for us that's why this city is beautiful it's amazing so we as muslims mm. absolutely we have to feel it take the initiative call everyone and we are defending yes. it yes. because we're muslim and there is injustice absolutely yes yes so i, I think we are in agreement dr Haver. Exactly. The, the the thing that i was trying to say of course i'm saying that of course we are trying to bring a consensus and there is a consensus i feel like this time around there was more consensus than ever 
but some people they try to say don't highlight the islamic aspect you know what i mean like some activists uh, they like to downplay that but what i'm saying is no that that's so important because um you know that's the thing that awakens our i think our fitra our connection you know to our brothers and sisters more than more than any otherwise dr hafer human beings are so fickle you know uh when when they unite based on other bonds it's very easy for them to disunite when something some other thing comes along some something more shiny something more you know interesting more uh, more politically correct whatever you know uh, quickly human beings fall away from their allegiances based on other things exactly but when it comes to the bond of iman yes. you know it's uh, the strongest that, that that's what i was trying to highlight and and this one no one will disagree there is mm. nothing like the bond of iman there's no love like when you love for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every other love if you want to use this term every other yeah. love for whatever the reasons right it changes it goes yes. up and down even yes, mother exactly. with children okay. exactly that now exact mom with children right husband and wife brothers sisters children with mother all these tight bonds if they <clears> are not <throat> for allah can change but when the love is for allah the bond is for allah only nothing like this nothing compared to this i i i see your point now exactly yes. we are all together in this because that's what pleases allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we are muslims and that's the the muslim issue and defending yes. injustice is a muslim issue because inna allah ya'muru bil adli wal ihsan that's in surah an-nahl allah order in in you hear this every friday almost every friday allah order to, to justice and excellence ya'muru bil adli yes. wal ihsan yes. dr hafa you know um when i was 16 years old i went to jerusalem for the first time uh because <clears throat> i was a student in egypt and uh, one day i was lying in bed i was looking at a map on the wall of the middle east and i was looking and thinking subhanallah there's the sinai there's mount sinai where musa alayhi salam was and there is jerusalem it's so close you know and i was so like uh suddenly i was awake to the fact that i was very close to jerusalem So I said to my American flatmates we said oh let's go to Masjid Al-Aqsa we want to pray in Masjid Al-Aqsa you know yes. and uh, my dad he said no no don't go don't go <laughs> you know he because he was back in London and we just nobody could stop us you know we were so passionate and we didn't care you know you know how you are when you're very young you don't care about any danger you don't so we got on a bus <laughs> and Eight hours later, we were in Jerusalem. Um, and Dr. Hafer, I'm, I'm telling you this story because I want to emphasize the brother and sisterhood. Yes. When we arrived there, we were. It was the middle of the night. We were just walking around on the streets because we were so foolish. You know, we didn't plan anything. We just turned up. And you can imagine 16-year-old, 17-year-olds on the streets in Jerusalem. Is it, everything shuts down at night? You know, it's not yes. like Egypt where yeah. everything is. you know alive all night um and we were wandering the streets 
some Israelis started shouting at us. I don't know, maybe they were drunk or I, I'm not really sure. And then um, out of the blue, this Mercedes car comes, it stops in front of us. And it's this man, <laughs> we didn't, we couldn't even tell if it was a Jewish man or an Arab man, okay? Um, he looked, because, you know, sometimes people look very similar. But he said, come in uh, to my car. He said, you know, my name is Abu Saeed. Uh, what are girls like you doing out on the street at this time? Okay. <laughs> you know, because you are Muslim girls, he could see. Yeah. Um, and at first we were a bit worried. We didn't know, like, should we trust him? But anyway, the long and short of it is, Dr. Hafer, that we ended up staying with his sister. For, for 10 days, okay, <laughs> in uh, in East Jerusalem, near Sheikh Jarrah, you know, one of the places yeah. that, that, that is, uh, it's called Isawiya. And I think, I really hope and I pray that Abu Said is okay and his family, um, because I think Isawiya is one of those places that was being bulldozed, you know, recently. Um, so, Subhanallah, he was such a lovely man. Uh, he 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 fed us for ten days with the best food. You know, he treated us like his daughters. He got us to phone our fathers. He drove us to Masjid Aqsa every day to pray, um, and we attended his daughter's wedding. and And I was just reflecting that the only bond, the only reason, you know, he had to really care about us. Yes. was our Islam an immediate connection, you know? Immediately, I'm his daughter. Immediately, he is protective over us. SubhanAllah. So, you know, I really feel that one of the great blessings we have as Muslims is we can go anywhere on this earth and we have our brothers. If we have our brothers and sisters, we have safety, alhamdulillah. You know, we have... You're, you're right. This is, I was about to comment. This is Islam. Mm. This is how Islam should be. This is yes. how Islam should be. You're, you were Ibn Sabil. You know, Ibn Sabil, yeah. that category of zakah. What is Ibn yeah. Sabil? He's a traveler mm. who comes in a city and he knows nobody. Right? Yes, and, literally. And the, this is exactly how it is. This is how, how Islam is all about. And poor, I'm glad you brought this beautiful uh, story, honestly, because that gives you hope. That tells yes. you. The Ummah is still in khair. We are still in with all what is happening around us. But there is a lot. And there is only one reason this happened. Because you're a Muslim. Enough when you walk in a street. Even here in the States. And you see a, a woman wearing hijab. You don't know her. She looks at you and smiles. And you smile and say, Salaam Alaikum. What is yes. that? It's beautiful. This gives me joy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, don't be and also it tells you the nature of the people of Palestine, you know, subhanAllah. Wow. The, the, our brothers and sisters in Jerusalem, the type of people they are, you know, the generosity. The, and, and, you know, Dr. Hafer, people used to say to us, don't go to Masjid al-Aqsa, don't go to Jerusalem. In Egypt, they used to say, don't go to Jerusalem because when you enter, you have to pay the Israelis. You have to, you know, so there was some fatwas that you shouldn't go. Yeah. yeah but then we... Yeah, that was one opinion. And but then, you know, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu kept because we were to al ilm, you know, so we 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 were studying the hadiths and the hadith said if you know you should not pack to you should not pack but to three mosques. And he said he was saying this in Medina 
and Masjid al-Haram or Masjid al-Aqsa. So exactly. Yes. So so that hadith, we were like, the Prophet ﷺ emphasized it so much, like, you know, it's timeless. So we we, we wanted I, I, to go. I, and I'm in fact, you, when, uh -huh, go ahead, I'm sorry. When, when, when we did go, uh, our brothers and sisters in uh, Palestine said, you must come and you must tell the whole ummah when you go back, come to Masjid al-Aqsa, because when you come, it's one of the biggest signs you know to the occupying forces that the muslim ummah is watching the muslim ummah cares about this masjid al-aqsa you know subhanallah so i i i have to share two stories with you please from my most recent trip and i was blessed to tr to visit more than once one is a young man and i'm talking about young man i will say i didn't say a boy he was 10 years old but the word, the word boy is not him. He's a young man. So when you come out of the Masjid al-Aqsa, it was Friday, and the gates, usually people, the locals, sell fruits. The fruits in Jerusalem, it's amazing. So mm. I wanted orange. It was like, and as I was going out, there was an older man. I asked him, he said, my son is selling it outside. Babu Zahra. It's one of the doors of Masjid al-Aqsa. You come out, on the left, all the guards. On Friday, they wear military garment with their rifles. And on the right, exactly across, this young nine-year-old boy, right? And I said, I want uh, half a kilo. You know, I was like by myself, so I didn't want to have too many. I was just a little bit. And now I remember, actually, although it was not in the summer, but that day was very hot. I can't tell you how hot it was. And here I am, you know, you come from the States, you live in comfort, subhanAllah. And I looked at him, and he was putting it so professional, nine-year-old, okay? And, and he was sweating. And I looked at him, and after I, and I said, aren't you hot? Right? And my heart was bleeding. This is a nine-year-old. He looked at me, and he said, Look at the faith. Yassirha Allah in the, in the Palestinian slang. Allah will make it easy. I looked at myself. I became this size. With the guards, with soldiers, having rifles pointing to Exactly. I mean, if they decide they want to shoot, he's dead. And he's doing it so professionally. Amazing. Second story tells you about the people. And this yeah. was also coming out from Isha. You walk through the old city, and I wanted to buy a milk. So after Asha, you're right. After Asha, everything closed. Yes. So they were absolutely cleaning. It's a small shop, like convenience store. A 15-year-old and a 10-year-old. The 10-year-old was cleaning. I don't know who's the owner, who's what. So I opened the, and I picked up the milk, and I was coming to pay. And I saw the young boy cleaning. And I looked, and I picked up a, a chocolate. And the young boy looked at me, no. And I said, yeah, it's a gift. He looked as, then I know this is his boss. And the boss was looking. And I said, it's okay. Give it to him. He said, okay. So this is a 15-year-old, right? So I said, and you pick anything you want. Right? He didn't answer me. You know what he did? He went to the fridge, opened it, picked up a bottle of water, came to me and says, this is for you. A gift. Mm -hmm. Did you get it? Uh -huh. 
Subhanallah, yeah, like a 15 year old, you don't buy me chocolate, I'm a man. I think <laughs> I was speechless. And then I start talking, of course, and he said, this is my father's uh, shop. I, I work here. And I said, do you study? He said, yes. It's, it's full of confidence. I mean, you get so much mm. from people. And I said, what are you studying? He said, I'm finishing my high school. What are you going to be? He said, I'm going to be a dentist. Wow. You know what sure. I'm saying? It's amazing. Yeah. The young, and I, I, and I say this to everybody listening to us, when you travel, talk to the people of the country. Talk to yes. them. Don't look like tourists. It's how you know about the country. It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, mean, I can tell you stories and stories about their faith, about their attachment to their land, about yes. men and women, men and women. And women, I can tell you, I mean, amazing. You see them in the haram, amazing. Yani, I look at them, I was like, Ya Allah, whatever you gave them, give me. Give me this, this mm. faith, strength. Give me this attachment. Uh, give me this ability to live with this all injustice around. Subhanallah. May Allah make it easy. May Allah make us see it. See it as long as we are alive, Ya Rabbi Ameen. Ameen. Jazakallah khairan, Dr. Haifa. Dr. Haifa, I wanted to also ask you. Um, so I wanted to ask you about keeping the love of Masjid al-Aqsa and you know our brothers and sisters alive in the new gener in the next generation. Because one of the things I've noticed um, traveling in the Arab world, for example, in the Muslim world. Um, some places have have started to have less attachment because people are not aware of our history you know they've lost their attachment to their islamic history they have more attachment to national history sometimes and this means that very important stories very important things are just not in their conscience you know anymore um and i fear that and over time you know what uh, the head of the uh, Friends of Al-Aqsa here in, in UK, he was saying one of the biggest types of warfare is uh, epistemicide. Epistemicide, where you destroy a people's knowledge of their own history and their own, you know, identity, their own way of looking at the world and their own way of looking at knowledge so that the next generation has less attachment you know less kind of so it's it's a true mm. very true so we look at what you are sharing with us in a couple of ways mm. yeah Always history everybody listen to me look his, don't forget we always say this in a casual way history repeats itself right yes. meaning yeah for if, if, if anyone listening to us from algeria right how many years the french occupied algeria Mm. Right? And how much they try to change and how much they try to make people forget. At the end, yes. after years and years and years, there's a, there's a saying says, at the end of the day or at the end, truth will prevail. So number yes. one, let us not ever in everything we are seeing and what you've shared with us is, is true. But let us not leave and let us not lose hope. On the mm. contrary, 
لا تيأسوا من روح الله this is what سيدنا يوسف سيدنا يعقوب said to his sons don't despair from the mercy loving mercy of Allah سبحانه وتعالى إنه لا يأسوا من روح الله إلى القوم الكافرون only the kafir the disbeliever will despair that's number one what is my duty in front of Allah and you يا فاطمة and everyone listening to us number one teach yourself if you're an Arab learn more non-Arab learn you know learn more and keep learning number one mm-hmm. number two teach the younger generations teach your children on the dinner table what is in Masjid al-Aqsa you don't have to give lectures yes. you don't have to give lectures these days things mm-hmm. are much easier on the internet Wikipedia or any right show them the pictures tell them this difference between the Sahra the dome of the rock where the Rasulullah ascended and where the masjid itself is and what is the architecture of it and all what is the old city what is East Jerusalem just tell teach you learn and teach it to your children in front of Allah and I always say this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not take me accountable about the results because the results is not in my yes. hand Allah will take us accountable did you do your work Did you struggle mm-hmm. with me? And that's what we need to do all. We need to teach ourselves. We need to have this faith. We need to have this knowledge. And we share it with others. Having said that, Ya Fatima, maybe in the UK is a little bit different. But last week, there was, of course, you probably have been hearing about a lot of demonstrations in the yes. United States. And I went with yeah. one here in St. Louis. We don't have huge Arab or Palestinians Uh, community that is a good size not one of the biggest cities there were more than 2,000 people and it was mm-hmm. Friday afternoon and the beautiful part in it heartwarming yeah. average age were 20s and 30s Alhamdulillah in this country it, mm. I, I, I was like this is the best thing I have seen one and you're right a lot, mm. a lot of non-Muslims and few not a lot non-Palestinians or non-Arabs. Yes. So yes, mm-hmm. we see, and I want to share this with everyone, we see a lot of negative, my brothers and sisters, but don't despair. Don't despair. Allah will never let us down as long as we are connected to him. Like Sayyidah Hajar, when Sayyidina Ibrahim left her in nowhere. And she said, Allah ordered you with this. Allah ordered mm-hmm. you. Let me Allah. Allah will never let us down. This is what we need. Yes, there is a lot of trials of changing. Yes, these people changing. It's not only about Palestine, it's about Islam also. You see this. Yes. But at the same time, you also see the other one. But individually, each one of us learn, love, learn about the Masjid al-Aqsa and Palestine, love it, and teach the people around you. Yes. Your co-worker. Any opportunity, make it to talk about. And this is one of the good opportunities when it comes out on all the news channels. This is the time for me to talk about. Yeah. You're so, you're so right, uh, Dr. Hever. Here in London, we had, yesterday, we had nearly 200,000 ah. demonstration. Then yeah. one week before that, they said it was 100,000. Subhanallah. You know, and like you said, you know, we sent our sons, we all... People, every just everyone just went, you know, because yeah. it's like Allah's going to ask us, what was your part? What did you do? What could you? And and that that's really the emotion that we had, you know, like what did we do? And if we could at least speak up, you know, if we can't change it with our hands, we could at least speak. We could at least say 
something, you know, for our brothers and sisters. Um, and it was noticed. It was in the news, you know, it was noticed. So, there mm. is a verse, verse in the Quran, in Surah Al-A'raf, the height. And this, another principle in life, right? وَقَالَتْ أُمَّةٌ مِّنْهُمْ لِمَ تَعِذُونَ قَوْمًا إِلَّاهُ مُهْلِكُهُمْ أَوْ مُعَذِّبُهُمْ عَذَابًا شَدِيدًا قَالُوا مَعَذِيرَةً إِلَى رَبِّكُمْ وَلَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَّقُونَ What is this? Allah was talking about the disbelievers, right? Yes. In a town. And people in the town were talking, says, why are you, literally, why are you spending your energy and time talking with people who Allah will destroy them? Meaning, why you're doing this? Nothing is going to change. This is how sometimes mm. comes to us. The people who are trying to change, they say, So I have no excuse in front of Allah because I have tried. And you never know, they may change. So again, never hope, never lose hope. Work, do even little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit. And things will change. You're so you're so right. I mean, this this uh, these ayat we usually use them in da'wah, uh, you know, about like people say, why are you bothering to do da'wah with this person, with that person, you know, and we we use this. But I never thought of it in terms of these types of situations. So jazakallah khair, it's so true. It was me and my friend actually. She is Palestinian, mm -hmm. and I looked at her and she said, and and I was I was saying it and she said it. I said, ma'adiratan ila rabbikum. What can I change? But at least I did. Here we go. That's what I can yes. do. I can at least use my voice, use my presence. Jazakallah mm -hmm. Thank you, uh, Dr. Haifa. Um, Dr. Um, now, just to change gears a little bit, uh, we've just had Ramadan. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, and after Ramadan, you know, sometimes people are feeling, okay, how can I keep that connection with the Quran? And you, mashallah, jazakillah khairan, uh, you know, last time you came on, you really connected us with the Quran. You made so many brothers and sisters, you know, make a new resolution that, uh, you know, they would memorize the Quran, they would be attached to the Quran. So, dear Dr. Haifa, please give us advice. How can we, after Ramadan, because, you know, there is a certain amount of autom automatic connection that takes place in Ramadan, you know, is the taraweeh. So you have this beautiful recitation. You have, it's kind of easier to be connected to the Quran in Ramadan. How can we keep that spirit and connection with the Quran alive? Are there any practical tips you can give us? It's it's, it's interesting question and interesting timing. This coming Tuesday, you know, we have always Tuesday night program with Jannah Institute. But tell us, tell us about it. This coming Tuesday, mm -hmm. this coming Tuesday, every Tuesday we have our program seven to eight p.m. Uh, uh, CST Central United States timing, and it's a yes. one-hour program. We choose. Sometimes we get guests. We had you, Fatima. We we have guests. Sometimes we talk about topics. This yep. Tuesday, the title is after Ramadan. What? Oh, Alhamdulillah. Right? So we're, exactly. we're we're going to get we're going to get it first here. We're going to get some more, but I will say it just because it's a beautiful question. It's very relevant. Again, mm. remember, always, always go back to the source. Once the Sahaba came to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, 
in a hadith, meaning of, when we are with you, it actually was one sahabi who came to Sayyidina Abu Bakr. He was telling him that when we are with Rasul we're different people. And then when we go to our homes and we are with our family and children, we are different people, completely changed. And Abu B Sayyidina Abu Bakr said the same. So they both went to Rasul And they said, mm -hmm. Ya Rasulullah, when we are with you, we meaning focus on akhirah, we do everything you want us to do. We go home and then we spend time with our children and wives and all this. He responded, if, you, if all the time you were with me, all the time your status like you are with me, the angels will shake your hand. What I'm saying, it's not going to be the same as Ramadan. Yes, because it's Ramadan, the, the, the blessings of the month. Right? I always say, subhanAllah, I always say this to my friend. I was like, you never fast in the year and you say it's very difficult. How can you do 30 days? Natural answer, it's Ramadan. Yes. So that's number one. Having said that, you don't want to be, and I always ask Allah for this dua. I don't want to be the person who worship Allah only in Ramadan. May Allah forgive me. I remember him only in Ramadan. I remember his book only in Ramadan. I fast only in Ramadan. I give charity only in Ramadan. Then I am a part-time worshiper. <laughs> yes. Right? How, how do we... Uh, so what I will say, Ya Allah, and this is how I kept asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like you made it easy for me during Ramadan. He made it easy. It wasn't easy, Ya Fatima. It wasn't. Longer hours. Life didn't change for us in the Western world. Work is the same. Children the same. Children had mm -hmm. exams. May Allah give them... Generally, for those for those who Allah made it easy for them to fast, and those who couldn't, may Allah reward them for, inshallah, doing it later and then trying at least. The point is, after Ramadan, in your dua, up to today, Ya Rabbi, as you made it easy for me during Ramadan, made it easy for me afterward. Allahumma la sahla illa ma jaltahu sahla. I keep saying this morning and evening, nothing is easy, Ya Allah, but what you make easy. That's number one. Number two, look, sit for a second, as you said for the journal in the beginning, right? What were the distractions that you removed in Ramadan, right? Mm. How much social media you had in Ramadan and how much social media you had after, mm. right? We don't want to talk about this because that's painful, <laughs> right? Instagram, <laughs> Instagram Snapchat, all this. Mm. WhatsApp, now Telegram, all these. Look at the times and say, you know what? If I, I was able to live for whatever hours minus two where I was in taraweeh for Allah, I can continue on that. Meaning, after Isha, let's, let's talk practical. After Isha, mm -hmm. after Isha, turn off your phone and think you are in taraweeh. I'm not going to say do two hours. May Allah make us do it. But at least two, two or four more extra. Two or mm. more, don't compromise. Don't compromise. How long it takes? How long it takes to do two rukat? Or four? Two, three. Quran. The more you read in salah, the more good deed you do, the easier the other good deed will become. More listening, more listening. The more you are connected, with Allah, he will make the other things easy for you. You had the Quran with you all the time in Ramadan, right? You had it on the phone, that in your car, that on your desk. Keep the same thing. You're not going to be 
Rabbi, as I said with the hadith, as you were in Ramadan every single day, but mm. do not accept less than 50%. We all struggled for this dunya, all of us, Ya Fatima, true or false, right? And it was not easy, but we wanted it. If I wanted it truly, if I really want to stay connected with Allah after Ramadan, I need to work for it. Three, so remove the distractions and the company. Who did you spend time with in Ramadan? Right? The blessings of COVID. Less invitations, less uh, iftar uh, gatherings. You spend time with people who were next to you praying for two hours. Same thing after Ramadan. Same thing after Ramadan. Fourth, and the most important because of the time, don't miss the six of Shawwal. Don't miss the six of Shawwal. Look, look at it. It's not an obligation. The six fasts, right? The, the six, six fasts of Shawwal. The six fasts yeah. of Shawwal. The six days mm. fasting of Shawwal. Mm. Look at it, you. But don't say this to other people. It is not an obligation. I don't have a, a proof to say it's an obligation. But I will tell myself, look at it as an obligation. Because you prayed. You fasted 30 days plus six. That's six, 36 days times 10. That's the whole year. That's the hadith of Rasulullah Stay yes. connected with the fasting. Stay connected with the fasting. You know what hurts me, Fatima? You hear people right and left around you, even sometimes Muslim. They do the 16 hours fast. This is the, 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 the health thing. These intermittent, days. intermittent fasting, yeah. And 16 hours, yes. right? And I say, what is this? Of course, I know, but I was like, what is this 16 hours? He said, you don't eat and drink anything. I was like, subhanAllah, that's Ramadan. <laughs> Talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. Don't compromise. Don't take the easy ways. Don't. And Allah will make it easy because Allah knows you want to stay close to him. Close to him. Fourth or fifth, most important. And you share the same thing, Ya Fatima, is knowledge. Stay connected with learning. Once you disengage mm. from knowledge, the nafs will take over. Learn. Yes, learn, you're right. Learn. And alhamdulillah, one of the blessings of the COVID, if there's always blessings in everything, is that the online learning flourished and became normal. Yes. Right? We would never have mm. thought of doing this, Ya Fatima, before the COVID. No. Yeah. Now, now it's the norm. So much opportunities. Take it. Like for us, Jannah, yesterday we started our summer. Yeah. Yeah, summer classes. We started registration yesterday. You name it, we have it. Youth, even five to nine year old, we made a class for them. We made it for Asha. girls. Asha. Yes, for girls, younger girls and older girls, like up to 13. And then 13 to 17. Women, us, you wanted fiqh? You have it. You want to learn about akhirah? We have it. You want to know about women? Other women? We have it. My point, you can go and check jannahinstitute.com, our website, and you will see it. There's a lot of yes. opportunities yes. to learn. Don't exactly. leave it. If you leave it, then you'll be weaker. Nothing keeps you going uh, and stronger and closer to Allah than learning. I say this from experience. I say this from my daily life. The day I am busy with work and very tired and I don't do what I love to do, I feel I am weaker. We're human beings. Yeah. We're weak. But I don't should not submit. I am weak and that's it. Ramadan done. No. No. 
and Allah will make it easy. We'll talk about it way more, inshallah, on Tuesday, but I just gave you an idea a little bit. And, and we need to, don't forget to pray to each other. Ya Allah, you made all these Muslims fast, make it easy for them to fast afterward. Made it easy for them to stay away from haram, make it easy for them afterward. And you never know, maybe your dua will be answered, Ya Fatima, and we're all good. Oh, Dr. Yeah, Haifa, I miss you. I miss you too much. I miss you saying, Ya Fatima, Ya Fatima, to me. I love it. And people tell me, you call it Fatima. I was like, that's how it is, not Fatima. It's Fatima. I think, you know, I think we, me and you should have our own show together, you know, because uh, everyone said to me, you know, you have good chemistry with Dr. Haifa. MashaAllah. <laughs> May Allah give you the best, Ya Fatima. May Allah give all the women who wants to learn, who wants to get to close to Allah, struggling, and I know the struggle firsthand. I can't tell you how much, how many emails I get and women reach out to me. May Allah make it easy. And may Allah make it easy for the youth. And may Allah make yes, it easy yes. for our brothers. It, being a good Muslim these days is not easy. But it is not you know, Dr. Haifa, you know what you said about online learning is so important because even uh, just from my own experience, I wanted to force myself. Sometimes I feel like you have to force yourself to be disciplined. Sometimes yes. being disciplined on your own is not enough. So what I did was when the pandemic hit, I booked an online teacher, the Quran. Good. Uh, even though I can read the Quran, I've studied Tajweed, blah, blah, blah. That's not the point. The point is to have a mo'id, have a have an appointment with somebody, you know, every day. You have to turn up. You've, you're making a bit of a financial contribution to that as well. So, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, my teacher was in Egypt. So, you know, have to have to respect her time. I have to respect... Yes. Uh, you know, the time that we've been given. And just having that forced me to spend time with the Quran, where I was finding that, you know, as a busy mom, as a busy person, you every excuse can come in the way, you know, uh, to stop you. So I think sometimes you're right, like we have to know ourselves. Uh, what will make you commit? What will What will help you to be disciplined? That's one thing. The other thing is, when I stopped studying my Alamiya studies, when I graduated, uh, I went to university, West, uh, uh, you know, which is a general mainstream university. Um, I realized that not being connected to ulama yes. and not being connected to teachers, not being connected to even fellow brothers and sisters who have the same aim, um, actually ended up harming me. I feel I could actually feel the harm, you know, um, from not staying connected. So subhanAllah, I think that's another thing, isn't it? Like when you're in a class, when you're connected with a teacher, a scholar, what that does is it kind of, it's almost as if all throughout the week, the dunya is calling you, you know? <laughs> like the dunya is constantly, it's so easy to start start falling into the wrong thing or even slipping in your standards and these types of things and that person who reminds you of the akhirah reconnects you right absolutely 
I still take Ya Fatima. Mm. I still take every day for three days a week. Three days a week. I take a class with my teacher, Islamic um, studies. Yeah. Absolutely. Two hours, 6 a.m. in the morning. That's the time. That's the time they chose and you have no choice. And I still take my Quran revision with my teacher. And I was so happy because she never did, did it online. And it's a class. And it is every Wednesday. And it's the same as I studied when I was in Jeddah. And on, sure. in Ramadan, we stopped because Ramadan. And I miss it. Now I'm looking. I was like, when is she starting again? Do yourself a favor. And I'm speaking mm -hmm. this to everybody listening to us. You deserve it. My dear brothers and sisters, you deserve to learn. And Allah is absolutely worthy of learning about him and his book and his, mm -hmm. and his religion. One hour a week, two hours a week is nothing. We spend hours on social media. These days, yeah. don't you get at the end of the week your analysis, how many hours you spend on social media? And when this yeah, comes yeah. to my screen, and I was like, and how many hours I spend with you? Yeah. yeah. And I say, how many hours I spend with you, Ya Allah? For you, Ya Allah. For you. Not for me and my dunya. For you, Ya Allah. Nothing is impossible. Wallahi, Ya Fatima. I studied medicine, you know that, right? And postgraduate and all this. It's rewarding. I'm not going to say it is not. Then I'm not grateful to Allah. But nothing rewarding as when you memorize this one line of the book of Allah, or you learned about one hadith of Rasulullah or one meaning of a verse, and you say, Ya Allah, what beauty is this? Everybody mm. deserves Learn, absolutely learn. And you will get closer and closer and closer to Allah. Bi'idhnillah, Ya Rabbi Ameen. Jazakallah khairan, Dr. Haifa. Um, Dr. Haifa, I just want to tell you that I love you for the sake of Allah. And I pray. I pray, I pray that, you know, we can meet again in person and uh, yeah, you've really yeah, touched yeah. me today, you really touched me and uh, I think yeah. I was feeling quite emotional, you know, about the whole situation. I know that people are celebrating and stuff there now, but, you know, sometimes you need perspective, you need to be given perspective and you've given us that. Again, same thing I started, Alhamdulillah, he allowed it to happen. And to start in that time. And he, capital H, allowed it to stop in this time. This khair. This khair in it. Subhanallah. Ahabbak illa ahbabtaniya ya Fatima. May the one who you love me for loves you, ya Rabbi. And may Allah allow us Ameen. to have this big, huge hug. I hugged a friend of mine <laughs> last Friday after a year and a half. This wow. was in the same city. I can't tell you. It was so hard to get let go. A year and a half, I've not seen her at all, let alone hug her. And may Allah, and I kept making this dua as we were hugging each other. Ya Allah, don't take it away from us. Bi dhunubina. By our sins. Ya Allah, ameen. Ya Rabbi, ameen. Jazakillahu khairan. Such, such, such a basic blessing, isn't it, that we, that we had to live without. Subhanallah. Jazakillahu khairan. May Allah reward you always. Put barakah and ilm feed. Amazing podcast amazing influence on people and, and so diverse and cover everything subhanallah Allah put the acceptance in it and I've said this before but there is something the person who I don't know the whole detail but the person who started it had did it for the sake of Allah and Allah put the qabul and Allah put the acceptance in it and may Allah give it more and more ya Rabbi Ameen
I mean, Jazakallahir and Dr. Hayford. There's something amazing about, you know, sometimes we think giving a talk is the only way to convey knowledge. I think human beings love listening to other human beings have a conversation, you know. Yeah, you can sometimes learn more from that back and forth conversation than from just a lecture, you know. So, yeah. alhamdulillah. There's a beauty in every part, you know. I say it's yeah. like flat. Like flowers. There's All different ways to learn. There are different ways. And and some people have more connection to this flower. And people have more yes, connection exactly. to this flower. But it's all flowers. Alhamdulillah. So inshallah with that, I'm going, I'm going to say salam to you, Dr. Heva. And I'm going to uh, round off for our brothers and sisters. Jazakumullah khair and brothers and sisters for uh, listening and viewing this podcast episode i hope like me you've been inspired and touched uh, by all the advice and the uh, insights that the legendary dr hifa has shared with us mashallah uh, tabarakallah and uh, please share this episode with others um i'm sure there's somebody who needs to listen to this right that you know so please make sure you share it with them uh, subscribe to the podcast leave a comment Jazakumullah khairan. And with that, I will bid you farewell. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.